Hey guys, Kath here. I just wanted to let you know ahead of time that this episode contains some pretty intense depictions of gaslighting and a brief but pretty gnarly mention of sexual assault. So if you're sensitive to that kind of stuff, this might be one to skip. Uh, also, I'm really sorry that these episodes have been coming out slightly sporadically lately. I'm in the middle of moving and uh, I've just been really busy. Uh, we're still putting out, you know, two free, two Patreon-only episodes a month. They're just not quite coming out uh, every seven days exactly at the moment. Things should calm down and be back on a regular schedule in November. Thanks for listening. to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Sorois. With me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Hi, Pat. What's up? Oh, nothing much. Just uh, out here on the road, uh, hanging out in a hotel room here in Portland. We discussed this on the free episode, and uh, nothing has changed since this is, then. Well, this <laughs> is also the free episode, but it is we are now time-traveling uh, two weeks in the future so uh, you're still oh. in that hotel room at the end of still October. Still in that hotel room, yeah. Disregard, I said it's location. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Please uh, do not bother Pat in his new home, a hotel room in Portland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I should be. Uh, I should be after this episode. I, I might. My uh, my opener just got back in from a week that he took off to go somewhere else. So he's back, and uh, we might go out and about. I I went and hung out with uh, Blake Majet, our friend Blake, uh, who lives Shout out here in Blake. Portland. Yeah, and I might go. Uh, I might go track him back down tonight. See, he's bartending at some bar, so I'm sure that might be fun. One of the one but, of the world's greatest bartenders. I yeah, would say. yeah, 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 like, for sure. One of the best ones. Got fired from a bar for quote taking his shirt off too much uh, when he lived in <laughs> yeah. New York. Just a classic, a classic bartender. Uh, yeah. yeah, he rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be like, man, you're just you're just too naked, man. Like, if you'll notice, I want you to look at the rest of the male staff here, Blake, and I want you to look at yourself. And, <laughs> Kind of see what the difference is. They're like, yep, yep, you're right. It's the it's the shirt. Yeah, <laughs> noted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blake, in his defense, he thought they were doing shirts and skins. He thought it was like a game they were playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, you know, he just he gets uh, he's always down for a game of pickup basketball. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, when, I, when I was back in New York like two years ago, like when I uh, popped up, I did some shows, just you know, in the area. And I did one at Beauty Bar in Manhattan, and uh, Blake came out. And afterwards, they uh, they changed it immediately to um, to karaoke. And I went in the bathroom, came back out. F- five minutes later, Blake is already singing. His shirt is already off. Yep. <laughs> the Blake Midget experience, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his nipples and his chest hair. That's the Blake Midget experience. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of a segue, uh, but I, I don't know if I can. Um I mean, other than that, this seems like something that maybe would happen to Blake. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I have I have a, what I think is a pretty interesting one today. I feel like it's I I'm I, like I think this is so fascinating, and I I will reveal I was re- actually relatively recently a victim of a, a scam, which is um, I I can't believe I've never talked about it on here. It's very embarrassing. Um, but it, it did give me a little bit more, um, I don't know, empathy for people who are manipulated into something that on paper seems very dumb, which is, yeah. I think, what, what this story is kind of about. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's just jump right into it. Um, Hell yeah. As of the time we are recording this, which is the very end of September, 
this story is actually like pretty topical right now. They they just did this big article in the San Francisco Chronicle about it. Um and uh yeah, it was it was real crazy. So forgive me if you've heard this, but I I thought it would be worth sharing with our people who do not have a San Francisco Chronicle uh subscription because they are they are paywalled. So Yeah, I don't know how the other half lives. I can't. <laughs> I have a coffee mug. Don't talk to me until I've read three articles from the San Francisco <laughs> Chronicle. Um so I, I actually full disclosure, the reason I um can get it i i have access to the san francisco chronicle is because i pay for it to read uh my my good friend from college is their food critic so i read oh, cool. yeah i i like to read her articles her name's Soleil ho she's a really good writer and also i want to make sure i keep up with it in case i ever go to the bay area so i can um get her to pay me back for the subscription in free food from really nice restaurants. <laughs> yeah. So Did, didn't we was she still working there when we did that episode about the um this, the other, another food critic from San Francisco. It was this about yes. a year ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. talked about it then. Yeah, she. Yeah. There was, she was unrelated. She came in after all of that food critic scamming. But uh, okay, word. But yeah, she she took over from them. I think. But <laughs> I, if, I, if there's anything I know about the like the Northwest uh, food scene, I learned I uh, learned I learned from the movie Pig, and it's yes. pretty intense. Yep. Yeah, you're you're in the in the pig zone right now. You're in Portland. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> step into the pig zone. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna start calling Portland the pig zone. The pig zone. <laughs> yep. But yeah, anyway, this story it takes place in San Francisco, but it is a a national problem. It's uh, highlighting the prevalence and sort of psychological trickery of phone scams, which, again, I feel like is something that you sort of think of as as being really straightforward and they have definitely been on the rise lately but everybody's just like all right yeah you're calling about my f- car's warranty and you hang up yeah. you know like they're not they're a nuisance but you're just like who even falls for this well the answer is quite a few people fall for it and there are a lot of really complicated phone scams that people will fall for so that's kind of what this is about um so the article in the san francisco chronicle is written by carolyn saeed um it, it opens talking about just how common phone scams are. So um, in the 12 months from March 2020 to March 2021, so like the thick of the pandemic, um, 59.4 million Americans lost $29.8 billion uh, from wow. phone scams. I was, not expe- I was not expecting that, that, that number. That's insane. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a huge problem and uh yeah in 2019 43 million americans lost 10.5 billion dollars so like it's up a lot over the over yeah the pandemic. um Man, do, do, is, is there um I, I guess we'll get into it but it, it almost feels like there's anything for like personal if it's like ones that play upon personal gain or the need for personal gain you know i can see that like in a time of the pandemic like you know incomes are uncertain it might be a little easier to get people to take that risk yeah, and uh, and also just like people are much more isolated this past year. People are really they're way more anxious, and those are both things mm, that make yeah. it really hard for you to think clearly. Um, yep. And also, like despite um, you know the uh, sort of perception about this, like people think this is something that happens to like confused older people. Um, yeah. But it's actually more people from 18 to 44 fell victim to it than seniors. So uh, the, the virus has jumped to confuse younger people now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, 
And like, I don't know how these numbers were arrived at. Like 59.4 million might be the number of people who have received scam calls, but that like that it's still a staggering number. So yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And, and again, like some of them seem fake, but, but some of them are like much more sophisticated than the average person is ready for. Um, and that's kind of what this story is about today. It's about a specific phone scam that seemed to be targeting, um, therapists and social workers. And those are people like psychologists, you know, people who work in the mental health fields and social workers. Those tend to be people who you think of as being pretty savvy about being manipulated, you know, like, yeah, that's their job. Um, (laughs) but no, like that, this phone scam targeted them and a lot of them have been victimized by it. So, um, I don't, I don't want to get ahead, but I'm, I'm thinking that there's also been the prevalence of like, like at home therapy, uh, is, is on the rise. I wonder if that's an angle that comes in. I guess, I guess I'll find out. <laughs> well, that this is more scamming the people who work in those fields as opposed to patients. So there's not, that element doesn't come into play here. But like, again, I think this sort of the idea of isolation, people are more reliant on their phones during yeah, the pandemic. Yeah. Like it, it speaks to all of these problems. So, yeah. Yeah. So what happens, what they were doing, um, this is this is like a, a sort of a classic case. So the, the person in this story is a woman named Jamie Bardacki, who's a clinical social worker. And she got a phone call that sounded um, like it was going to be something relating to her work because she's a social worker. She is called very frequently to testify in court. You know, that's like something that happens a lot when that's your job. Yeah. So she gets a call saying that it's from the San Mateo County Sheriff's Office. Um, and it, it was about some legal matter. She was like, all right. Um, it was a Sunday and she was driving. She, it was like father's day. So she was like driving back to her house. She was like, I'll call you back. So she gets home, she calls him back. And, uh, this is sort of the beginning of this like odyssey that she goes on, um, with this, with this caller. So this guy says his name is Lieutenant Timothy Reed. Um, he worked for the sheriff's office And uh, the problem was that Bardacki had failed to testify at a trial after she had signed a subpoena saying she would appear. So she'd been subpoenaed. She didn't show up. This is a problem. Um, He said there is now an order to arrest you for contempt of court. So she's immediately like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, no, there must be some mistake. Like, I, 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 I never got the subpoena. Like... You know, uh, I, I love to see. I love to see the panic of someone's first warrant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially like I mean, that's the thing is like I think part of the reason that these people are vulnerable, not so much social workers, because they're not like it's not like you make a ton of money being a social worker, but like psychologists and psychiatrists tend to be people who make a lot of money and who come from a lot of money. Like they tend to yeah. be pretty well off people, and so I feel like they're just like not. They're just used to having authority work with them, you know. Yeah, so of it's course. Like, yeah, yeah. So the minute, yeah, it's just like, oh, I should, I should pay to that. Yeah, they, I should pay this to take care of it. Why? Why would they be calling right. me? Important, Whereas, important, yeah. like, the average person would just be like, lawyer, and hang up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But she's yeah. just like, oh, there must be something I can do. Like, I, you know, yeah. let's solve this. And <laughs> to quote Tom Segura, when he's like, I'll just go down there and talk to them. He's like, you're gonna do twenty five to life. Right. Exactly. <laughs> These are people, it's like mostly women. It's, um, yeah, it's like a lot of like well-off white women who are just like, we're just, you know, these are my people. 
We're used to being listened to. Yeah, yeah. By authority figures, anyway. We're used to yeah, yelling yeah. at managers and stuff. We're not yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. No, women are not listened to. Don't get me wrong, but... Yeah, this, this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. now the manager has called speak to them. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, I guess I just, like, well-off white women are like, we're used to using our vulnerable status to get people in authority to help us when we need it. Yeah, and yeah, so that's, yeah. Like, that's, that's well put. Yeah, so I think that's, like, kind of what she's trying to do. So she's like, look, I never got this subpoena. I'm so sorry. Like, what can I do to straighten this out? And he says, no problem. You just need to come to the sheriff's office in Redwood City. We need, like, a signature from you on an affidavit that will prove that, you know, your signature was forged. Like, we'll get your real signature. We'll compare it. We'll go, okay, somebody forged your signature, and that's why you didn't come to court. No problem. She's like, great. Um, Let's, you know, let's move forward with this. Um, so she, like, while she's on the phone with him, she's Googling his name. She's Googling the address in Redwood City. Like, the address was for the sheriff's office. There was an officer with that name. So she's like, okay, this must be legit. Because yeah. her phone ID says it's who it is. He's, that's a real guy. So she's like, all right, here we go. Um, but then uh, he, like, he says, also, when you need, what like, you need to um, post bail. Like I, until we get your signature, you are, um, you know, wanted. You you have a warrant out until we get your signature. So like yeah. I have the authority to to bring you in and get you to sign this thing, but you need to post bail first. Which like that should have been a red flag because they don't do yeah, this kind yeah, of stuff d- over the phone. Like that's not- sense. It's like oh, so you're saying if I don't pay it over the phone, you guys will give me a free ride to go sign this? You right. Know? <laughs> like what's the? Yeah, this doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. But like you're caught off guard. You're yep. you know there's like a, a crisis that you want to solve. This you know you're just like whatever, whatever I need to do. You know. And not a familiar and and little to no familiarity with the system in that regard. Like right. Like she knows to testify in court but she doesn't know what it's like to be on the other side of the court so like of course yeah 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 so she's just like you know whatever like that's this is really frustrating and annoying but like i'll get my bail back once i once they prove my signature was was forged so I'll, i'll get my money back so um she says that like while they're talking she hears sounds in the background that sound like an active police station there's like phones ringing and people talking yeah yeah Given that, you know, we know this is a scam, I'm just imagining he's, like, turning Law & Order up really loud or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. She's, she just hears, like, bum, bum. She's like, no, that checks out. That's real. That's okay. what it sounds <laughs> like there. Yep. That's, yeah. I assume. That's the sound of the law. That's the legal sound. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's, like, she's taken aback, but she's, like, okay, I need $6,000 bail. And she's, like, well, I don't have that much money with me. And he says, that's okay. I'll tell you how to get it, and you'll be reimbursed as soon as you come into the station. Oh, no, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then here's where it gets, like, very frustrating, especially to read. Because the first time I read this, I was like, you are such an idiot. And then I remember how I got scammed recently, which was, like, the dumbest street scam in the world. Uh, Yeah. And I fell for it, which I will talk about at the end of this. But, like, it gave me a little more sympathy for her. So Yeah, of course. She so she's like again this name checks out this number checks out she's like let me this and this is like what I said like she was like let me talk to a lawyer like let me call my friend who's a lawyer and I'll call you back and he said 
I'm sorry, but once you're on the phone with me, you're not allowed to get off the phone because you're a flight risk because you're wanted for contempt of court. So you have yeah, to stay on the man. phone with me. The call is being monitored. You're not allowed and, and to I text. bet you he's doing, he's doing it in a way where he's just like, hey, look, this is as you, and it probably at that point playing on the familiarity she does have with the system. He's like, you know, you understand how much of this is like cross T's dot the I's. Like I have to keep you on the phone. We have to get right. all these like, like there's like I'm race to work at the pawn shops and like the way you filled out the gun forms, um, you would have to be like, like I, I, I had to ask, ask you, like, I forget what it was. I had to ask them to sign something and I couldn't give them an example of what I needed them to sign. I'd be like, I just need you to sign or, or to, to fill out this, uh, this address. They're like, is the address that's on the, the ID and I'm not allowed to give them any help. Mm-hmm. I can't be like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, just whatever address you're living at right now, I need that address on there. Yeah. You know, you I can't, don't... I can't. Yeah. Yeah, because then, then it could be, like, construed as, like, well, he instructed what address needed to be on the form, and that's right. how they were able to get this gun on the sneaker, whatever. Yeah, yeah. so there's weird hang-ups in the law like that that you can really play upon and be like, yeah, you know how this stuff is. It's all it's all letter of the law type shit we got to follow. Pro forma, yep. You got to do yeah. it. You got to do it this way. And, yeah, and, and she talks about how he sort of alternated between this, like, trying, like, this sort of friendly tone and then this authoritative tone and then this kind of intimidating tone. And how it like completely played with her emotions until she was yeah. like sort of locked in with this. So yeah, he was like, "Look, you know, like this phone call's being monitored. You can't say anything. Also, be like, you can't talk about what's going on because it's in violation of the gag order on the case that you're supposed to be testifying on. So like, that like all this kind of stuff that like." Sort of sounds uh, real, but like if you thought about it for two seconds, you'd be like, "This is not real." You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, yeah, if a cop ever tells you like, "I, I, I can't let you talk to a lawyer," like, yeah, that's just you know. But it, again, yeah, that's I, like I can never see... true. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's like absolutely. I mean, we we've done enough of these now that like, if if the cops want to talk to you about anything, get a lawyer. Even if you're innocent, yeah. get a lawyer. Like, yep. Yeah, don't fucking trust these people. But but yeah, people do. And he and he also said he was like, look, if you interact with any cops, they're going to take you into custody. So don't talk to any other cops besides me, yeah. which is like I, I, so I, shady. Yeah. And again, and again, like, as somebody who I, I've, I've been arrested more than a handful of times in my life when I was younger, like like that's the thing. It's like if you've never been arrested, the idea of you getting arrested is fucking terrifying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. That's that, that's scary. It's like again, if she has had no familiarity with the system, it's like you don't understand. Like, yeah, that means they're gonna put some some bracelets on you. You're gonna go back. You're gonna fill some paperwork out. And you're gonna walk back out. You know, right. like they just think, oh my god, I'm gonna take it into custody. Like my career will be over. You know. Well, that's. I mean, that's the other thing that's like really motivating her with this is the the fact that they're saying she signed a subpoena and then didn't show up. Like her oh, like yeah. her license to practice could be revoked if that were yeah. true. So like. This is a very serious matter for people in this profession that um, and and that is what they say to people. They say that there's some that they failed to appear, that there's some like legal issue with with some case that they're involved in. And um, that's enough to get people into that crisis mode because they they'll lose their job, you know, like they won't. So. But yeah, but he's saying that, you know, he's like, well, look, you can go to jail for 72 hours if you talk to the cops. But like. It's up to you. I can stop helping you if you want. Like, just that kind of stuff. And yeah. Yeah. And, and so she's, like, freaking out. Um, this All of this that I've said has happened to multiple California therapists. Um, 
most of them women most of them um list their their cell phone numbers on um websites for people seeking therapists um some of them who have been scammed say that like the day that they got scammed they got a notification that someone had requested their contact info from those that website so like yeah it's uh it, it's the, it's always a guy on the other end he tells them they're in some kind of legal trouble but that he can help them um if they just pay this fine so then here is the other red flag that always always should get your hackles up if you are um in a situation like this is that um she like not he, he needs her to pay a fine but she's like, oh, my bank balance, like, I can only withdraw a certain amount of money. And he says, don't worry, you can pay in gift cards. That should be oh, a red flag. Do not yeah. get gift cards for anybody. <laughs> do not do it. Yeah, they are yeah. scamming you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cops do not deal with Visa Vanilla. <laughs> yes, absolutely. They are not yeah. accepting your Walgreens gift card. I'm sorry. Yeah, dude, I, I had to start. I, I opened a new checking account right before I hit the road and was like, oh, they'll send me my debit card in time. And they didn't. So it's like I'm out here on the road. It's like I can still scan my like my PayPal for, or, you know, or my, my Apple Pay for most shit. But the one time I was at the hotel without my opener, who we didn't have his card to use, like I had to wait till the night manager got into paying cash, and the other uh. lady couldn't approve it. And like they had a big ass sign up that was like, "We do." I was like, "I was like, can I go get a, a gift card?" And she pointed to the sign. She was like, "No, we don't take gift cards." No like gift cards. Yeah, at the fucking you're hotel. You're like the only person it. in history who wanted to pay for a gift card that wasn't stolen. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only legit gift card purchaser ever, Pat Sorrell. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it, it's me and me alone, baby. <laughs> but yeah so he like he basically he tells her you know like this is what we're gonna have to do so he gets her to get into her car on the phone she she is instructed to take two forms of id uh and a manila envelope she's like she had just gotten home she didn't have time to eat dinner and so she was just like you know like this is a crisis she yeah. wants to solve really quickly and all of that stuff makes her more susceptible to the manipulation of this guy on the yeah like, that's another red flag shove some food in your mouth and give it another thought gotta <laughs> eat. yeah no yeah, yeah. i yeah, wish that about, wasn't so true but it is yeah. so true <laughs> yeah get like about seven eight hundred calories down the hatch and then, and then rethink what's going on right yeah it'll it'll clear your head for sure just yeah. have a snack yeah. yeah, you're not yourself when you're hungry. It's like the next Snickers commercial. It's just like a lady getting scammed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like that's that's what happened. Like she went to the ATM. Her withdrawal limit was $800. She like called her bank, got more money. Um, but then like, you know, she she the most she could get was 1500 And so she's like, well, what do I do? And he says, go to Safeway and buy some prepaid Visa cards. And that is like how we will deal with this. So oh, she, she takes all the money. She buys the prepaid visa cards. And, uh, and then he says like, here's what you need to do. You need to take um, those prepaid visa cards and you're going to put them in designated mailboxes that we have an arrangement with the department of treasury that they serve as direct drop boxes that will be sent directly to us. So just <sighs> write write my name and my badge number on an envelope and then put the gift cards in the in the mailbox. But before you do that, be sure to read me the card information. <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so those are just like basically getting thrown away and he's just getting yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the card yeah. numbers and stuff. Um but yeah, it's just like that's such a weird detail cuz it's like 
just that just seems so hard to believe. Like, I, I feel like I yeah. must be like, well, you know, take them all home and, and mail them tomorrow, but give me the numbers now so that I have, you know, like, yeah, it's just yeah. such a weird detail, but yeah, it, it, it worked. So she's driving around. I think part of it is probably to further disorient her because now she has to go to all these mailboxes. And so like, Oh yeah, that's yeah. That's good. Yeah. Keep, keep them, keep them moving, man. You got less time to think shit. Right. Yeah. And just like the panic and, and it's just yeah. this, like this whole ordeal. So yeah, he, the, the article says the entire time he kept talking, he would scare her with the prospect of jail time, then be friendly by updating her on the score of the playoff game, then make her feel guilty for doubting him, then be nice, then scare her again. So clearly, like, a, like psychologically manipulating this woman, you know? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. All, yeah, all, yeah, just, like, it would, I mean... I'm sure it's effective to it to is, is the means to his ends or whatever, but it's also at that point you got to be like, how much, you know, like what level of enjoyment or you know what what are they getting out of that aspect of it too, you know? Well, I mean, some stuff comes in later where it's like this person is doing this for money, but they're also a sadist, and like, yeah, it's very much like the Hollywood scam that we did that's now been turned into like a TV show and a podcast and oh yeah 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 the, that. that the guy, yeah, it was like the lady on the other end, and like the kid is waking up and like doing push-ups in the morning, so his energy level would be up. Yeah, and like they, they she would like bring them to Indonesia and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, like, do, and, and was sort of like sexually manipulating them, even though she never yep. met them, and it turned out to be an Indonesian man. Like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that really seems to be like this guy seems to be cut from that cloth because like he's getting money, but he's also clearly like very into terrorizing these people because yeah. there are easier ways to do this. Um, but yeah, so this is like a classic sort of gaslighting technique, like classic emotional abuse to treat somebody like this. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I just think like, obviously there's fear is a huge motivator. Um, promising someone like a big reward is a huge motivator. But I think one thing that would, be very um, effective on me and I think is what is very effective on these therapists is clearly outlining a problem and then clearly outlining a solution and so it's like yeah. look here's the issue here's how we solve it solving it involves giving me six thousand dollars <laughs> <Like, laughs> but it's like you just want it to go away and so you're yeah. like you know you're stressed out you want a quick fix and I feel like this is just sort of generally true. I, somebody tweeted this the other day, and I thought it was very good advice for uh, listeners of our podcast, very relevant. I'm just like, if somebody introduces a problem to you that you didn't know was a problem and then offers to fix it for you for an extremely large sum of money, that person is scamming you. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, that's... If, if they are both the source of and the solution to the problem... They yeah. are not to be trusted. <laughs> like, Mu yeah, yeah. Much <laughs> like the Apple headphone jack that we talked so much about oh in the past. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Create the problem, sell the solution, you know? <laughs> exactly. The biggest scammer of all, the fucking designers of the new iPhones. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to do like an episode. I, I, I don't know, like. Like some sort of like hundred hundredth episode or hundred fifty episode milestone, <laughs> we're, we're yeah we're taking down the headphone jack man. <laughs> it's time we're sick yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so another thing that this guy did that was like very um, effective was sort of 
this like escalation of what he's asking her to do. So like it starts and he tells her about this. And the first thing he does is get her to get into her car. And that's step one. And then it's get some money from the ATM. And she does that. And that's step two. And then it's buy gift cards and read the numbers aloud to me. Like, it's like if you start with buy gift cards and read the numbers aloud to me, you're not going to get hits, you know? Like, people yeah. are going to be like, that's ridiculous. But because it had escalated, she was primed to do it. So, like. Yeah, man. That's, that's, that's what, yeah, it's going to ask. It's like getting her comfortable with, like, you know, like. Yeah, like towing, uh, pushing the pushing the line a little a little further. Okay, I need you to get in your car. I need you to take a drive. I need you to do this. Yeah, man, that's uh, it's it's chilling to see like something so malicious, like so well, like so like well thought out or not. But you can tell they've done it before, and yeah. then, you know, like the, the, yeah, like they've learned what works best, and that's always just so chilling when it's applied to like malicious stuff like that. Right, just like how manipulative it is. Like yeah, it's it's so scary. I feel like most people. I mean, I don't know. I think about this with comedy stuff a lot where it's like we're charming people and like it could be argued that we know how to manipulate people because of that because we are like we can manipulate yeah. an audience. You know what I mean? Man, yeah, I know how to arrive in a small town or I know how to arrive in a new city and make I make myself. Yeah I, I, yeah, I can get a few drinks. I know what's up. I just, yeah, you know how to right. be charming and just be like, yeah, like and when you start doing these shows enough on the road. It's always it's like the same ten questions. So how do you how do you guys do how do you guys book all this? Do you guys write your own stuff? And like you like you'd be lying if you said you didn't learn like the most palatable, concise answer that right. you know it's, it's it's fun and they like to listen to it. And at the end of the day, that's that's manipulative. Yeah, and like and and we're people who like make our living communicating, and that can be you can you can get really far if you know how to uh, manipulate people through communication. But yeah. like I, I just think about it a lot because it's like it's such a it's such a dark power. And like, thankfully, most people I know and like, I, you know, we know so many gifted comedians and stuff and and very, very few people use it that way. But it's like yeah. it's scary to realize how kind of easy it is once you sort of figure it out, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. yeah, I just like I don't know. I, I feel really weird about knowing that I could do that. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, it, it's it's scary to me, um, you know, yeah, not, yeah, I don't no, think I'll, I'm I'll a just, manipulative person, but like, yeah, <laughs> well, for example, when I was trying to get into my I was trying to get into the, the, the hotel and only had cash to cover the incidentals. And they were like, no, we need it. We need a card. And I think I tweeted it because at this point I went and saw Blake Midget and like drank like five PBRs in an hour. <laughs> and like yeah. I came back and I was just like feeling myself. But I got, I, you know, I'm in the hotel room and it was because I showed up and the lady was there. And I just, you know, I wasn't like, I've been here for three hours. I just started talking. And she was like, yeah, I don't know why they put this on my plate. I'm not even a manager. And I was like, girl, right. I have been, I've been yeah. in that situation before too, yo. And I started talking about service industry stuff. And she was like, okay, well, tomorrow you got to have somebody come down here with a card. And I was like, I understand. And I haven't yeah. been back to that fucking exactly. front desk. Exactly. Like you, you know how to, you know how to deal with yeah. it. Like you can... I do got to stop back by and get my cash though. So good thing I remembered that. <laughs> But yeah, you you're like you're not getting thrown out of that hotel. Like that is not no, yeah. that is not in the cards for you. Like, yeah, yeah, it's regardless. just gonna happen. I'm like, well, yeah, we'll figure it out. I'll figure something out. But I'm sleeping in that bed tonight. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's just it's just cr creepy to realize how kind of easy it is to do once you once you figure all this out. And like, yeah, yeah, just keeping this woman like totally destabilized the whole time made it really easy to get a bunch of money from her. And 
So like, this is this has been going like she's been talking to this guy for two hours. He's telling her to drive around and get more cards. Like she goes to a Seven Eleven, she goes to a Target, she goes to a CVS. She's like running around making these mailings. She's freaking out. She's like crying. <laughs> she, oh, poor wood. Well, th- and this is like so crazy too. So she's at Rite Aid buying these gift cards and crying and is on the phone. And the clerk at Rite Aid looks at her and slips her a flyer that says, are you the victim of a scam? And it lists the common scams that people will get these gift cards for, including one where somebody says you have to post a bail bond. So like it's on this flyer. Oh, good man. Good on that person. So it's a shame it didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Good on that clerk, man. That's uh, even even when she sees this and this is like a smart this is someone with a master's degree at least like this is a smart person she sees that looks at it and walks away and tells the guy on the phone about it like doesn't doesn't Uh, hang up keeps going yeah (laughs) well well, that idiot behind the counter right in no you know (laughs) oh man that's, that's that's a shame. Like I don't know what her home situation is if she's if she's married or not. The reason I ask is is just like she's talking about missing dinner. It's almost like at this point she might have benefited from like her husband called like baby what the hell I am starving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like well, I got to buy four more gift cards. Like what the fuck gift card? No, don't do that. Get back here. Let's eat. Let's talk about this shit. <laughs> yeah. So like she's she's like skeptical but she's still just kind of in the thrall of this guy yeah, scared of getting arrested you know it's a it's a very motivating a motivator, uh, yeah yeah um so and, and so yeah the guy's sort of reassuring her like look call like google the phone number i'm calling you from it's the sheriff's office like how could i call you from this number if it's a scam because she doesn't know that you can spoof a caller id yeah yeah which by the way yeah if you're listening you don't know that Caller IDs can be yeah. fake. Don't trust them. Yeah. So. Also, people who do scams, they have that, like, the one or two points of legitimacy that they're going to hide behind. Yep. And it was like, if they, if they weren't, like, you know what I'm saying, if, they, if they're in their mind, they weren't trying to pull off a scam, they, like, you know, they don't, they, like, people telling the truth don't fall back on that one detail. Like, no, look, right. look at, I'm calling you from this number. It's like, they know that's their only selling point and they're going to push the hell out of it. Yep. Yep. It's, yeah. So, like, you know, she's, so she's just running around, um, Again, I, I, I have some more details about, like, how often this happens. So, yeah, gift cards are, like, the biggest thing. Like, watch out for that. Um, the FTC says from January to June of this year, uh, more than half a million fraud reports for imposter scams were filed. So, like, this is pretty common. Um, and that's just the ones that got filed. So, like... Yeah, yeah, and again, we talked. This is one of those things that people are less likely to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. like because it's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Also, gift cards got to know that this is like what's propping their whole fucking industry <laughs> up. It like, really is like the entirety of the gift card industry. Yeah, yeah, these are like yeah, they're like like Swisher sweet cigars and Brillo pads. Yeah. Like they all know, like we, like they all know who's buying their exactly. shit. Exactly, <laughs> it's like it's like out of like dads who don't uh, see their kids enough and don't know what they like and yeah. <laughs> Scammers, and that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, for real. Yeah, Visa Vanilla is uh, sitting on a very shaky fortune right now. <laughs> so yeah, this goes on all night. Um, she, it's like six hours. She's on the phone with this guy, and she finally gets all of the bail money and stuff. And uh, and here's where things like trigger warning. It's about to get a little um, 
sexual assaulty in here. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna move over it pretty swi- swiftly. But if if you don't like that, maybe skip the next. I mean, look, nobody likes that. But like, if yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah, upset yeah. you, <laughs> skip. You know, skip the next minute or two. Yeah, oh no, I, I, I'm I'm listening to it on two phones now. <laughs> like, I, I, I really want to get in on this one. <laughs> but yeah, so. He th- so she's finally ready to go to the sheriff's office. And he says, and this is why this guy is a fucking sadist. He says, just so you know, when you get here, y- you're going to have to do get strip searched and cavity searched. And I'm going to be the one who has to do it. And she's like freaking out. She's like, that sucks. <laughs> like, I don't want to yeah. do that. And he <sighs> says, don't worry. I have a way out of it for you. Instead of an in-person search, get go into a bathroom at a drugstore and video yourself doing it and send it to me which oh, is like oh man i almost threw a fucking empty beer can across I'm the hotel so, room that yeah. uh that just pisses me off man that's so disgusting and horrible and upsetting yeah just like just yeah somebody who enjoys toying with people just as much if not more than he enjoys six thousand dollars yeah at, at that at that point like like I, I don't know what happens next i i, I don't know what how she, she doesn't do that. it she doesn't do okay it. Okay, yeah, because at that point, you're just like, that, that has to be like that one of like, fuck, I just gave $6,000 away. Well, she, she, it still doesn't dawn on her. She just is like, she she attempts to do it and then is just like, I can't do this. Like, this yeah. is too, I, I will just deal with this when I get to the station because like, this is too upsetting and traumatic for me. Like, I've just been through too much. So, yeah. so she, but she doesn't end up doing it. She doesn't send any video or anything. Um, but she, so she, but she finally drives to the sheriff's office. You know, she's like, this is going to be over. She drives to the sheriff's office. It's clearly closed. It's like clearly an office that's only open during the day. So she calls the guy back and there's no answer. And she's like, fuck, I got (sighs) fucking scammed. Damn, man, that's got to feel that's going to be such a low point. You're in the car. You're just sitting there, like, at the end of all that. I feel so bad for that lady. God damn, that sucks, man. It's awful. I mean, it's interesting her response that she says happens, though. She says her first thought was was relief because she was like, not only is this over now, but also, like, my instincts that this was fucked up were right. So, like, yeah. at least, like, you know, she overrode them and she felt bad and guilty and upset that, she had she had like not trusted her gut, but she was like, at least my gut is like yeah. shit and I can trust. Damn, it. that's the kind of healthy ass coping me- the mechanisms they yeah. teach you in college. Jesus Christ. I that's- mean, I guess if you go to social work school, you learn how to be like a <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Gee, yeah, I would have that would have that would have took me a couple years and like a few DUIs to fucking like figure that one out. <laughs> yeah. So she I mean she she calls nine one one, she files uh she files a report. They they filed two reports, one for a financial crime and one for a sexual crime. Uh, the calls were from a burner phone and uh, she really has no recourse to get her money back because she took out the money herself and yeah. it's all on gift cards now. It's not, you know, there's no checks to cancel. Yeah. There's, so there's kind of nothing she can do about the lost money. Um, but it is, you know, obviously it's it's a crime, but like, yeah, she can't really take it to the bank or anything. Um, yeah. Damn, she's six hours too, man. That's just like, what an ordeal. That's that, and, and then like with you know with the the nature of the crime that's going on. I mean, 
it, it wasn't in person, but at the end of the day, it's still a robbery and, and a sexual assault. And it's a six hour one at that. Just what a, what right. a, what a, oh God. It's incredibly violating to have that happen yeah. to you. Like it's, yeah, it's yeah. so fucked up. Um, and yeah, it's really hard for them to apprehend people who do this. Like it's, yeah. it's really difficult to catch them because they're just a random person calling on a prepaid phone, you know, like there's, they're just really tough to trace unless you can hold one on the line and like trace them then, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Um, basically, yeah. The moral of the story is like any, the, this UCLA professor researches this says anybody can be susceptible to this. Victims aren't necessarily gullible, ignorant or uneducated. Um, often it's the exact opposite, which I think again is like this sort of trusting of authority that comes with privilege is like yeah. something that these people can really manipulate. Yeah, well, because it seems the that the 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 incentive to scam broke people is like it's it's like opportunity. It's like, hey, look at this. Yes. Here's this thing. You can take the you can take the meager savings that you have, and you can flip that into something that's secure and sustainable for you and your family. And that's what that's what theirs is. And then and then for like for someone with uh, you know privilege and uh, a little bit of power, it's like, hey, um, you have to work with the system that so far has treated you okay you know and, right. and, and it's like this and, and if you but if you don't work with it then you're going to be on the other side of this system and, and you know you, that that's wildly unfamiliar with you you don't know what that's like so it's like it really speaks to the i don't want to say the skill I mean, yeah i mean fuck it, it is what it is the skill of the guys pulling these scams to know what you got to say to the person like what's going to be their motivating factor because yeah. i mean you call me even if you're even if you are the sheriff yeah. and you're telling the yeah, truth you're not like, staying on the line <laughs> Yeah. You could be totally le- sure it's legit, and you're like, no, yeah. thank you, goodbye. I have, I, have, yeah, I have toured the country without a driver's license. Fuck out of here, player. You do not scare me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that is yeah, like yeah, the yeah. fundamental difference in the psychology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I'm gonna get back to you about that one. I'm like, uh, you know, like, like, well, if you interact with a cop, you're gonna go to jail. I'm like, well, here's the thing, I make it a habit of not doing that. So. <laughs> Well, I want to talk about my the way I got scammed, which I think is it's not similar in the sense that it was not violating in this way. It was not like traumatic for me, but I think it was somebody sort of playing off my relative privilege. And in yeah, and even while it was happening, I was like, I can't believe I got taken by this. Like, I feel so stupid. So yeah. uh, what happened was it was this was a while ago, and I keep meaning to talk about it on the show, and I uh, I can't believe I never have, but. The so I am um, I, I, there are like a couple things that made me a really good person for this scam. One of them is that I am a very purposeful walker. I walk uh, very quickly and I, I t- I'm like a pretty f- I'm short, but I'm like overweight and broad shouldered. And I, I just like I feel like I'm more physically imposing than my size would like. Yeah. Have yeah. you believe like I just I just like am always kind of. I can, if I'm not careful, I can kind of plow through people is what I'm yeah. saying. Um, <laughs> I remember this years ago, I was walking to Java and you, we were on the little narrow ass sidewalk going to like the old Java on 12th location or whatever. And you like whip by me on your bike. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if you, I, I saw you at the mic. I was like, was that you? <laughs> yeah. I just like, I don't know. I got to get to where I'm going. That's why I like yeah, New York because yeah, yeah. it's, it's full of people like that, but yeah, so I just, like, I, and I'm a little self-conscious about it because I feel like it's a very, like, unfeminine trait. And so, like, I'm already sort of vulnerable about it. And yeah. I tell you all this because what happened to me was I was walking 
down the street. And this was right by my house, which I think also sort of put me off guard to it being, being yeah. a scam. Um, I was walking like a block from my house and I bumped into this guy and he dropped, uh, a, he broke some glass. He had like a paper bag full of glass and it broke. And he was like, oh no, like I was just like, oh no, I'm so sorry. You know, like so embarrassed because I'm self-conscious about yeah. um, how I walk and like bumping into him. And also again, like praying, like praying on my relative privilege. This was an older black man. I live in a black neighborhood and yeah. like I'm hyper aware of how I come across to my neighbors, you know, because yeah, like, yeah. I, a lot of people on my block, like have lived on my block a long time and I'm clearly not like from this community. And so I just yep. want to be like, you know, I want to be, if not a welcome addition, then at least not like a destructive or, um, you know, yeah, yeah, ignorant yeah, you know what, to the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Yeah. The white lady that plowed into old James's glass collection. Ex- you know exactly. I mean? <laughs> exactly. So like, yeah it was just like a perfect storm of me just being like oh my god i'm so sorry and he was like it it was a it was a saturday and he was like fuck i was on my way to a party i just bought all this booze and i was like hey man like i got you don't worry about it and um there's a liquor store like two blocks from where we were and i was like let's just go back to the liquor store i'll like buy whatever you know i'll replace whatever and this is when i should have known but he was like no no let's go to the atm so like he didn't show me what was broken and he wanted yeah. to go to the bodega and yeah. like clearly that he had a paper bag full of loose glass. <laughs> like that yeah, is what yeah, he had yeah, yeah. and he was doing this to people. But like, uh, you know, like you're just, he was really charming. He had clearly done yeah. it before. He was, you know, like the perfect mix of like not being mean about it, not acting like it was a big deal, but like also like bummed out that his stuff, like it was just a very yeah. good, good performance. It, yeah. And I bet if he chose his location too, where he's like, I'm, I'm far enough away from the liquor store where the ATM seems like the, like, I wonder if that was, you know, like, like it was planned on his part too. Like, yeah, well, I think that's why, like, I think if this had happened to me in Manhattan, I would have like known that it was a scam, but I just like, yeah. I've lived in this neighborhood for so long. Like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not like, a part of the community the way the people who grew up here were but like i do know my neighbors like i you know yeah, i know yeah, yeah. you know i know frank who sits on the stoop and i know robert who garden like i just know you know yeah. i know people so yeah the fact that this would happen like so close to my house i think really took me off guard that somebody would be trying to take advantage of me because it's like this is my you know this is my yeah, space yeah, like yeah. i'm just it's i'm like- not on guard for it yeah, most accidents happen within like this, like a mile of the home. It's, exactly. like, it's, it's, it's where you're, you're paying less attention, you know? Um, but yeah, so like I and I realized like while we were walking to the bodega that this was that I was being had. But like, yeah. but even then, I feel like this woman, I was just like, well, I just like I will pay to avoid like an uncomfortable confrontation with this person. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and, that, and that's again another thing. People in that situation, like they they know they're like you know like 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 I know, like, like I've met with homeless people before. I've dealt with homeless people before who like I can tell they're just like, hey, I'm gonna make it to where you're, you're gonna want to give me three bucks so I can walk away. You know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. And like, and he wasn't doing that, but it was just like, yeah. you know, I just that- I don't want to like. I just don't want to have that interaction, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just, I'd rather not. I have the resources to make this as easy as possible on myself. Well, and that's the other yeah. thing, too, is, like, it's still playing on my sort of white guilt of being in this neighborhood. Yeah. Is like, look, if I get, like, 40 bucks out of the ATM for this guy, like, 
I'm not going to miss it, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it is the weekend, and he's probably going to have a nicer weekend because of it. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but it was, but it was so interesting because it was like, uh, first of all, I talked about this on What a Time to Be Alive, and multiple listeners who live in my neighborhood, this has happened to them too. Like, there is clearly a guy in my neighborhood <laughs> who targets well meaning looking white people and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and runs this scam on, it, on them. Hell yeah. I wonder if he uses the same bag of glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really economical about it. Yeah, he's like, no, I, I should have to, I do have to replace it because the shatter is getting less pronounced, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, I, it was just, it was such an interesting experience because it was so small. Like, it was such a minor thing. But I was, A, so embarrassed about it. And, B, like, I it really did sort of, like, change the way I walked around my neighborhood for a while. Like, yeah. I felt like... I felt more sort of hostility in just the people around me because I was yeah. like more on guard. Like it just made me be more on guard about people who like they're my neighbors. I don't want to be on guard about them because like other than this one guy, I've only ever had like positive interactions with people. Like there's no need for me to feel that way. But yeah. just even they, they, that tiny small thing changing my outlook so much makes me really feel for these people because like yeah i i feel like if i had read this even even doing this podcast like before that had happened to me i might not have been as like sympathetic to these women but like yeah it just does a fucking number on you to have somebody take advantage of you like that even if it's in their case it's super dramatic and violating and horrible but even in a small way it like yeah is weird and fucks you up yeah, man, I, I, I think I, I shared it in our Austin Chronicle article. I got I got I got bilked out of some money on a car one time, and like, mm-hmm. it was just it was because I, I was at the, I was at the pawn shop. The guy pawned the car. The deal was that I would pay him for the, the remainder of the car on top of the loan, and then I would just get the car out of loan, mm-hmm. you know, over over the weeks. And then like, one day. Uh, he, yeah, basically he just came in there on my day off and just like, he would, he would pop in all the time and he just saw that I wasn't there one day and I had already paid him the 1300, like 1300 bucks, whatever. And then he just got the car out of loan and just left with it. And so I was just like, just, I just uh. took my 1300 bucks. I was like, Oh, are you kidding me? And it was like, again, it, it played, it preyed upon me of being like, Oh, I'm trying to get a car the easy way, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it, yeah, it gets you, man. That one, I felt real. Yeah. I felt really pissed. Cause I was just like, are you, are you kidding me? You know, like this doesn't happen to me. I have my head on a swivel, man. I'm like, you know, and it just, yeah, right. it messed me up. I, I was not the, happy. It's the same thing of like, somebody's offering you a solution to a problem. And the problem yeah. is that you don't have a car. Like, yep. and that's an extremely real and acute problem. Like yeah. in, in Austin or, or Colleen or wherever. Yeah. 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 yeah it, was, it was Austin time. <laughs> you ever, uh, you ever got uh, ripped off on weed before? Um, You know, I don't think I have surprisingly. I don't think I've I- ever been, bought shitty weed like yeah or I, I've, been, I've just been straight up like I, remember when I was a kid we used to hang out at this house that was like essentially uh our friend's mom let, let, let drug dealers hang out over there so it was what it was <laughs> and so i was sitting there one day and i was there i went over and my friend was gone but his sister was there and we were sitting there talking about how we wanted to smoke weed and then like this dude just walks up from down the street it was like um yeah, man, uh, uh, do any all, like, because he kind of knew my friend's sister. He goes, do you have a car? You take me to my friend's house to get weed. And I was like, we dope. We're trying to find some weed, too. And he goes, all right, how much y'all need? I was like, I got 15 bucks. He goes, all right, give it to me. I'll go find a ride over there to get the weed, and I'll come back. And I was like, I was like 14. I was like, okay. And I just gave Aww, this guy. Oh, what a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I just gave $15, and I just sat there and, like, shared a pack of cigarettes with my friend's sister for, like, six hours waiting for this guy to come back, and he never did. <laughs> yeah, it's. 
I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like I don't consider myself like a, a gullible person or like an especially trusting person. But yeah, I think it's I think it's that thing of like the, the thing that I feel like is so motivating to me is that thing of like there's a problem and it can be quickly and easily solved with a, a sum of money. And I'm like, yeah, great. I hate problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fix it. Yeah. So like if the problem is that um, I've like knocked over an old black guy a block from my house, that's like <laughs> that uh, in my gentrified neighborhood. And the solution is that I give him 40 bucks for his Hennessy yeah. or whatever. Then like, yeah. I'm not being racist. He literally said he was going to buy Hennessy. I just need to yeah, be clear yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one of those things like I can't believe you make that comparison. Like, what were you gonna buy, sir? Okay, I was gonna buy Hennessy like that. <laughs> I feel like he y'all missed the forest. Specifically, for the... <laughs> that I broke his bottle of Hennessy. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you guys are missing the forest for the trees at this point. Okay, you know what? Hey, I got some glass to go break. Fuck off, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like I don't know. I I just I I feel like that is like very. Um, it makes you very sort of narrow minded about what could be going on. Cause you're just like problem solution. Great. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's wild. I mean, we do it though. Like it is, it is, I think it, it helps to talk about it, you know, cause I, I yeah. kept that shit on the car on the low. I didn't tell nobody about that. Yeah. And then I just, it's and then I just talked about it. And then I just talked about it in our Austin Chronicle article. I was like, ah, fuck it. Might as well just get it out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, that was, that was, um, Bardaki, the woman in this story. That's what she said is she was like, I'm telling this story because I think it's like people need to share this stuff so that they don't feel stupid for having it happen to them. Like I can't yeah. imagine how horrible it would be not only to feel violated because you've been sexually assaulted like she was sexually assaulted that's what that's yeah. what this was and like yeah, that yeah. is that is like destabilizing and violating enough but then also feeling not only the shame of that but the shame of like getting tricked in this yeah. way is like i just can imagine is so powerful and so bad and it is like i think it is really important to point out that like we we joke about some of the like really silly obvious stuff that people have pulled on on our show but it's like yeah, this like this stuff can happen to anybody and it doesn't yeah. mean you have to be like, you know, hyper suspicious of all strangers or like closed off to people. But this is like the price of trying to, you know, be a be a empathetic person who connects with the rest of the world is like some people are going to try to take advantage of that. And yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. Just uh, don't feel bad if it happens to you. It's fine. Yeah, it happens yeah. to everybody. Uh, it happened to my friend. Uh, my friend Anders Lee got scammed in a, a similar thing. It was. Uh, it was like a. Um, I think it was a bail bond thing. I think it was. You have to. You have to give us money, or you're going to go to jail. Like type situation. Yeah. And you know, he's like. A, yeah. He he's Jake Flores' podcast co-host on Pod Damn America. They they talk yeah. about it on the show. A totally smart guy, just like yeah, yeah, not yeah, not not a dummy, dude. My my cousin almost got duped because my my matount, uh, uh, French aunt, <laughs> my matount, uh, got a call. Or no, yeah, no, um, Sean got a call uh, saying that my my that my my other cousin Kenny was in jail mm. and he needed to bail him out, which, which isn't far off. Like that can happen. Like, <laughs> right. it's like, up mm, in jail. sounds plausible. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so like, so Sean's like moving around trying to do this, this bail scam thing. And Matout just so happens to call him while he's in the middle of it. He's like, and he's just like, dude, have you, have you talked to Kenny Joe? And da, da, da. she's like, 
what? No, I'm with Kenny right now. He's like, well, Kenny, Kenny wow. was in trouble, and so, and, like, and they caught it before he sent however much money it was. Thank goodness. Well, like a week, a week later, she came to visit uh, me in Austin. I took her to Mug Shots, RIP, and I took her to Mug Shots, and uh, there were people were there that were selling the Camel cigarettes, <laughs> and uh, they asked my ex for her. For, she was trying to get the, like the free pack, like the free pack of cigarettes they give out at the bar, <laughs> and so she was trying to like give this guy her number to get the free pack of cigarettes. And my Mattel, who was like a little drunk at that point, was like pleading with her, like. Like, like, no, he's running a scam on you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, which he is. He's trying to, you know, get right. addicted to cigarettes. But it was like the kid was just standing there like, man, I, I can just go. I don't actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I a... mean, worth it? No, don't do this. Yeah, um, don't do that. But, yeah, this is more just like a PSA. Like, um, don't ever buy a gift card for a stranger, I think is really yeah. the, the uh, <laughs> end of this story yeah 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 and and maybe just you know listen to the guy at Rite Aid or Dwayne Reed or the hell she went like just because they're on the other side of that counter doesn't mean they don't know what they're talking about no, like, they, do, like, they do yeah and um if the cops call you like just hang up like just hang up say lawyer yeah. and hang up that's dude that that shit used to happen all the time when I lived in New England like the small town like my cousin's like drunken hillbilly friends out in like rural Connecticut they like get into a fight and the cops would call their phones I don't know if that's like a New England <laughs> thing that shit didn't happen in Texas like that's they would just so be like funny that's yeah, like there'd be a such fight. small town shit yeah there'd be a fight we'd leave the fight and they'd be like man fuck that dude and they like somebody's phone ring like shit it's Detective Iganucci or whatever the hell like. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is some small town shit. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh man, well that was uh, that was. I mean, it wasn't a fun episode, but you know, I had a good time. It was a ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I hope people I hope people learn something. That's, yeah, that's what we're here for. Well, thanks for putting that together, Kath. Thanks for sharing uh, your own story with us, uh, and we applaud your bravery. <laughs> Thank and, you. Likewise. Um, yeah. Uh, that being said, guys, uh, this is uh, also a free episode. We do. Uh, we have a Patreon as well. We do two episodes for free a month. We also do two episodes on the Patreon. You can find us at Lie, Cheat, and Steal. I'm sorry, patreon.com slash Lie, Cheat, and Steal. We're on Twitter at LCS Podcast. I'm on Twitter at, at PZTX, P-E-E-Z-Y-T-X. I'm on the road a lot these days. So we've been having a lot of listeners show up to the podcast or show up to the shows. It's super fun. If you think you might be one of those listeners, check my tour schedule out. Come on out. We'd love to see you. Uh, Kath, you got anything for us? Um, I don't think so, unless this happens to come out before 7 p.m. on October 23rd, in which case, come to Caveat and see What a Time to Be Alive, uh, our live show. It'll be really fun. I'm Kat yeah. Barbadoro on social media, and uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, and I don't know, uh, tickets to my shows can be found online, but if you're having trouble accessing them online, just go to the Rite Aid and buy a gift card, <laughs> and just, I need you to go ahead and read me the numbers to the gift card off, and then don't come to the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, don't do that. If your phone rings, just be careful, be safe, be smart. Um, if the cops call you, that's kind of weird. Uh, call their bluff, ask probing questions, um, and don't be afraid to talk to a lawyer. Just be safe, be smart, but above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time. Bye.